Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right, Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 733. A few passing showers today, otherwise cooler and less humid. We'll see a high around 80. It is 69 at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, it's mid-August. And people are already setting up their Halloween trees. Is that why Jen took a couple days off? Yeah, yeah maybe. So, yeah, <laughs> she still has her Halloween tree up from last year. It's a full time <laughs> job. You can't work and do that at the same time. Also, how to make milk chocolate healthier? It is Tuesday, the eighteenth of August of twenty twenty. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is: your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q one hundred and two. Uh, Let's start off with chocolate. Dark chocolate is better for you than milk chocolate. I actually like the taste of dark chocolate more than I like milk chocolate. I like them both. I don't know. I go back and forth, man. And I like, and I know you guys don't do white chocolate, but Jen and I I I love white chocolate too. It just depends. Like if you give me a raisin covered in any of them, I'll eat them all. I guess to me, like outside of dark chocolate, some of them, not all of them, but like white chocolate especially can sometimes taste really waxy. Yeah. And I'm lacking like that that kick, that flavor. The cacao. That stand, yeah, the cacao. Yeah. I think when it comes to white chocolate for me, I don't even consider it chocolate. It's not in the family. It's just candy. But yeah. it's really yeah. good. Well, I like it with salty stuff. Like, I don't enjoy just like if they gave me a white chocolate bar. Like, I can eat a whole Hershey bar, but just like a white chocolate bar, I have to have it with salty stuff because it feels like it's sweeter than it's regular really sweet. chocolate. Yeah. 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 And you got to get a high quality chocolate, whatever you get, whether it's white, milk, or dark. Um, most people like the taste of milk chocolate more than they like dark chocolate. If you're going to compare, So this sounds like good news. Researchers at the American Chemical Society have figured out a way to make milk chocolate healthier and give it even more antioxidants than dark chocolate without affecting its flavor or texture. Hmm. So to make milk chocolate healthier, they've blended in healthy things like peanut skins, and coffee grounds. And when the researchers gave different blends of the milk chocolate to taste testers, yeah, a lot of them actually liked it better than milk chocolate that didn't have a bunch of food waste ground in. 
Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I'd like to taste it. Yeah, there's still a ways off, and it's, of course, subject to corporate patents and all that, so don't look forward to hit shelves anytime soon. But that appears to be in our milk chocolate future. So I'm ready. That's something to look forward to. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? Fruity Pebbles. So I went to Yagut yep. over the weekend. Uh, like a nice tart yogurt treat. They got the blueberry lemon this month. You know how they have like different rotating mm-hmm. flavors, and that's one of my favorites. And uh, I like mine with Fruity Pebbles as a topping. I don't get any of the other ones. It's just one topping, Fruity Pebbles. That's my favorite. Fruity Pebbles <laughs> taste like a lot of things. It's rem- crunchy. Yeah, I remember you and I went to Pinkberry out in L.A., and that was one of the toppings you got. Right. Like, I guess you just like that on your yogurt, huh? I like the crunch. Yeah, just adds a little uh, little crunch to it. Um, and I guess a recipe just surfaced for a new Starbucks secret item that involves Fruity Pebbles. Oh. I feel like we have a new one of these every day, don't you? There's always a new Starbucks drink that... Somebody's like inventing or making up. Got to get people to keep going through that drive through. But the people there that make the, I don't, I don't see them enjoying making these special drinks. It's like, can't you just get the venti vanilla skinny and move on? Yeah, evidently not. And I don't think a lot of people go to Starbucks for the coffee. Their coffee is very good, mm-hmm. but I think they go there for dessert. Yeah. They go for, for the, the sugar. For the fruity pebble drink. Right. And... This is a Fruity Pebbles Frappuccino. Here's how to order it. You start with a grande strawberries and creme frappuccino. Add two and a half pumps of vanilla syrup. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Add one pump of raspberry syrup and one pump of classic syrup. Add a splash of lemonade. And that sounds really sweet. Yeah, it sounds like a toothache. (laughs) And you eat it with a spoon. I was going to say, you might as well eat an entire box of Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) This thing is mostly syrup. Yeah. Yeah. I just drink my coffee black, but when I go to those types of places with coffee people, I always hear them go a half pump of this or a half pump of that. That has three full pumps. Full pumps. See, I am one of those people that doesn't want to make it chat because I think where I worked in fast food, when I go through the drive through order at Starbucks, I try to make it as easy as possible. Yep, I agree. So I don't do one of those like... Two half pumps of this, no whip, extra foam, blah, blah, blah. I don't do any of that. I'm like, I want skinny vanilla latte. Yeah, but my feeling is if you're going to stand there waiting 10 minutes for a simple cup of coffee, you may as well have them put a little effort into it. Yeah. Or if you're paying five bucks for something. Yeah, right. 
I know. How much is this Fruity Pebble drink? That sounds like it might be in the $10 range. I don't know, but... I mean, can we assume that Starbucks has an entire department that's dedicated to coming up with these crazy recipes yes. that they try to pass off as um, viral through yeah. other influencers? 100%. Yes. To make it seem like it's yes. this organic thing. Because even just today, I was on one of my favorite websites, delish.com. It's where you can find like all this really great, fun food trending news and what's new in food topics. And their very top story is, and I bet we have it tomorrow, Starbucks new Kiwi Starfruit Refresher. There you go. Yeah. How do you secretly make that? Or is that going to be like a full-time thing? Look for it. Yeah. No, I mean, Star uh, Duncan does the same thing. What did they just have out that they were pimping the other day? Oh, the pumpkin, the pumpkin spices coming yeah. down. Oh, yeah. That was this week. Isn't it out this right. week? I think it's out now. I think so. Yeah. They're coming out with yours a little earlier. Starbucks is holding fast until the end of the month. And speaking of the month of August, we are two and a half months from Halloween and four months from Christmas. But 2020 has been nuts. So combining both in mid-August just feels, well, what the hell? Why not? People are already setting up their Halloween trees and posting pictures of them on Instagram. And that's where you put up you put up your artificial Christmas tree early and cover it with basically Halloween decorations instead of ornaments. Jen started doing that uh, when Jacob was little. You know, they would, instead of yeah. just doing a Christmas tree, you know, they would seasonally decorate the same tree. You know, one for Valentine's Day. and When she went to sell, flag day. sell her uh, old home and I went to take a peek, there were some trees around. Yeah. Well, I put this up on our Q102 Facebook page. And if you have never seen a Halloween tree, so it's not necessarily just putting your Christmas tree up and putting Halloween stuff on it. These are like they make an orange one and people have put pumpkins like in this giant orange Christmas tree or they make like a purple one. That's kind of like that purple foil and people put like a bunch of witch stuff in there. It looks cool. They look really neat. And some people, one of our listeners, Christine she has her uh, Halloween tree up. She shared a picture of it from last year. Yeah, the trend started a few years ago, but more people are getting in on it. And they also seem to be doing it earlier this year. So, I don't know. Maybe they just need the distraction. Hardcore fans can even bridge the gap between Halloween and Christmas by doing a Thanksgiving tree. That's also a thing. I think they did one, too. Didn't Jen and Jacob do a Thanksgiving tree? They might have. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. It just seems like the turnaround for the Thanksgiving to Christmas tree would be quite excessive. You know, you'd have to take one down and put the other one immediately up. I feel like I would need a little break. So there you go. Halloween people are already putting up their Halloween tree. And it is mid-August. Gosh. Hey, as soon as they got that candy out in the aisle, people are like, it's time. It is time to put it up. Get out the totes. Wow. Halloween totes. Yeah, right. Bring them up from the basement. The totes. That just stresses me out, the idea of having that much stuff that I need totes for it. But (laughs) that's Kristen. God bless her. You know, she raised three kids in that house. Yeah. well, also, She's got everything. Like, you were never one that really decorated for any holiday, right? A little bit. I mean, not really. You had like a three. This Christmas it? tree that was the size like of my inches. iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. There three, you go. Merry Christmas. I was going to say three <laughs> inches, but I think it was more about six. All of Jeff's uh, decorations for all of the holidays fit into an old shoebox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See? 
If you're if you're like even when I live by myself, I still put up a tree. So I did still have the Christmas tote. Yeah. Did you put up a tree when you lived alone, or have you ever lived yeah, alone? I always did. And, yeah. I rotate. I have my uh, grand my great grandparents' aluminum one with the oh, color yeah. wheel. So Don't look at it. It's really delicate. So I only put that up like every other year, and then get a fresh one on the opposite years. Yeah. Well, we got two stories today of two different guys who who basically proved on Saturday that they are on opposite ends of the husband material spectrum. All right. We'll file this under men in contrast. The first man comes from New South Wales, Australia. A couple was out surfing on Saturday morning when the husband saw a great white shark had bitten his wife's leg and wouldn't let go. Dang. So the husband jumped off his surfboard, swam over, and started punching the shark to get it to let go. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Punch down, I think, on him. I learned that on Shark Week once. I think so. That yeah. and you're supposed to flip them over because if you flip them over, they, they, they like spend lose, a lot of money. They lose uh, time. They like they get oh, dis- they get all disoriented. Yeah, for like 15 seconds. That's assuming you know you have the strength <laughs> right. and they're small enough that you can physically do that. So, yeah, the husband jumps off the surfboard, swims over, starts punching the shark to get it to let go. His wife was rushed to the hospital with severe cuts in her leg, but. Her husband's heroics saved things from getting much worse. Did he end up okay? He's okay. Okay, good. Dang. Um, Our second story. Talk about your fight or flight, though. Like, that guy went right into motion. Like, instead of, like, I'll be back, I'm calling for help. Like, no. No, 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 no. Right on it. No time, right. Thank God. He dived right in. Uh, Second story comes from Cranston, Rhode Island. A 39-year-old guy named Joseph Bouchard was driving drunk on his motorcycle on Saturday night with his significant other on the back. He crashed into a fire hydrant, then fled the scene on his motorcycle, but left his lady behind injured. Just left her there. She was taken to the hospital. Uh, Cops eventually tracked down Joseph. He had to go to the hospital, too. He's facing several charges, including a pair of felonies. Yep, there's a big old Jeff and Jen contrast. Yeah. So there you go. Fight or flight. There you go. Men in contrast. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, another thing to worry about. Angry cats raining from the skies. So last month, an elderly man in China, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Zhao Fenghua. Zhao Fenghua was walking his large dog in Harbin. Harbin is in northeast China when a cat fell from an apartment building. Up above? Yeah. Oh, how high? And landed on his head. Oh, man. The cat wasn't hurt. So I don't know how high it was, but I guess not so high that the cat was hurt. However, high enough that the impact knocked Zhao unconscious. And uh, I guess Zhao's dog was not cool with that. So the dog... Went after the cat? Confronted the cat. Uh-oh. Um, the cat started swiping it, and you can see all of it on a security video that was posted on YouTube. <laughs> that, that, that may be a 
dramatization for comedic effect. But, okay, I was going to say, wow. But I will tell you that uh, Jiao wound up spending 23 days in the hospital with a neck injury, and he still needs physical therapy. So he is now looking for a settlement from the cat's owner. I don't know how that works in China. Do you negotiate these things out of court, or do you sue them, or what? Oh, like mediation or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you go to for something how like scary that? scary, though. That's always one of my big fears. Like, when you're driving sometimes, like, on the highway, and there's an overpass or something like that, I'm always afraid that something's going to fall off the overpass and, yeah. like, hit my car or hit my windshield or... The Western Hills Viaduct? So, yeah, like, something Brent like Spence that. Bridge. When I'm in the... Yes, it scares me a little bit, and I fly on purpose, like, through those areas or, like, across those bridges on purpose. When people slow... That's interesting. Yes, it's a weird fear that I have. Like, when people slow down on the Brent Spence Bridge, especially when I'm going, like, from Kentucky into Ohio, right. I always get in that left lane and I'm hoping to like bang it out and when people go slow in front of me it makes me feel anxious yeah very anxious <laughs> well I'm glad you brought this up because I don't know if you're one of those people who cranks their car's AC when it's hot out or, or if you roll down your window some people roll down the window some people crank the AC um, I usually crank the AC. Not that I got a problem with the windows down, but just sometimes like the wind is really loud. Are we yeah. talking about when we first get in the car and you're trying to like cool it down? Oh yeah, or just I do in that. general. Just in general, like on a hot day. Researchers in England were looking at how much pollution we're exposed to in our cars, and you're actually exposed to eighty percent more pollution when you have your windows down, even though the air is circulating. Now, your AC isn't perfect either because it only filters out large, larger particles and smaller ones still get in. But sitting in, say, rush hour traffic with your windows open is oh, worse. Not a smart idea. Yeah. So the best thing, it's one of the features that I like in some cars where when you turn it on, it just automatically defaults to recirculate. Oh, recirculate the air in the yeah, car? Yeah. But if it doesn't, you can hit the recirculate button yourself. Uh, it's usually an outline of a car with a curved arrow inside of it, which means recirculate. And the most important time to do that is on your morning commute because that's when the most cars are on the road. That makes recirculate. Sense. Yeah. So when we went to the state of Washington, so we went to Seattle and we didn't actually stay in Seattle. We stayed across Puget Sound. We stayed on Bainbridge Island and we rented a house. We were, it was an Airbnb. And Bainbridge Island is just like this really great beautiful um you know community that's you know it's got its own downtown it's fairly big you know probably a couple hundred thousand people on there i'm guessing and so we rented a convertible because that's what tourists do weather was nice and we drove around in this chevy camaro convertible hot because that's what hertz (laughs) was offering at the airport how kentucky of you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and so we were driving all over the uh, the Seattle metro area with uh, the top down. But the thing that I was kind of surprised at was the amount of pollution that you like. You don't think about that. Oh yeah, there was so much exhaust from like logging trucks because mm-hmm. that's a big logging area in that part of the country. That you know you have these old trucks that I guess the emission standards must be fairly lax. They Maybe downshift they don't... and it just shoots a puff of black yeah. out. Yeah. It was, it was kind of disappointing, kind of sucked, you know, because mm-hmm. you're thinking, hey, man, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, like the air is supposed to be super clean. And it is like everywhere you go, it's it smells like pine trees. And that is the truth. But when you're on a freeway 
Freeway is a freeway. A freeway is a freeway. Yeah. So next time you're going to get that, uh, the Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> Something with a top. Yeah. The Impala, the Maxima. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.